0: Again, Dwayne Brummett here with Allie Alvarigo, Uh Allie, good morning,
1: sir. Good morning to you. Almost good afternoon by the time we, we got on. And, and I do apologize to you and all the, the listeners again that uh, I had technical difficulties this morning. I don't know what's going on with my computer. Every, I've been using it all week. Camera's working perfect. Boom, minute I get on this call, it doesn't work. So now I'm booting up, it's taking me like 20 minutes. I think my computer needs some cleaning and worked on to it.
0: <laughs> that's it's always the, the case, right? When when like right when you need it, it that's what yeah. happens.
1: Yeah, isn't that always it? It's like what's that saying? It's Murphy's law, what could go wrong will go wrong and you got to deal with it and, and use it on the fly and so on. The good news is I'm using this new app on my phone. So what that means is I could probably get up and walk out in my backyard and do the do the broadcast out by my pool
0: by the waterfall. And I, you know what, that gave me the idea I could do that too in the summer. I could just uh, be laying in my pool and yeah, and not that you want to see my my chest, but yeah. <laughs>
1: imagine that we are able to um you know uh just float around and and do our coaching would how cool would that be you know uh, swimming in the pool and so on um can you see my whole picture i'm here i'm showing you some of my guitars in the background oh there's my dog yep and, and look this uh my other dog jumped up on the desk right now he climbs literally climbs on the desk in front of me so that he could get in in the camera It's hysterical so uh, so we have a good topic today and and uh you were talking about you know uh, you know, some of it, and, and some of it is a part of all of our lives, and so why don't you give the listeners a,
0: a little rundown on it? Well, doesn't it go lying, right along with what we talked about, Murphy's Law, you know, what could yeah. go wrong, it probably will go wrong.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. I, I if, you, if you and I would have spoken, and you and I have spoken, um, a year ago, I was going through some, you know, really frustrating things in my school, and um It got me to the point where I would second guess whether I really loved my school anymore, where I really wanted to be a teacher anymore, whether I wanted to do this for the rest of my life. And if you would have talked to me and you did talk to me back then, I was like, you know, maybe I should just sell it all, sell all my schools, you know, sell my buildings, sell all my real estate, put a ton of money in the bank and just live my life peacefully. Get a nice sports car, go down to my house in Florida and just be done. Right. right. And and uh, and then there was a little shift in my mindset, you know, so uh, we could talk about that in, in a little while. But tell me some of your situations and ideas like what you're you know, what you why this topic is up and, you know, what's what why are we talking? Why are we talking about this?
0: Yeah. Well, so here's the reason we're talking about this. Um, we all deal with uh, from time to time, angry, frustrated, even upset uh, clients. The question is, um, you know, how do we approach it? And when I say we all deal with it, even by saying that statement um, is a negative statement. So what right. do I mean by that? I mean that, you know, I if I say it that way, I'm looking at it from the wrong point of view, uh-huh. um, you know, that I have to deal with this person or that person rather than looking at it as I have an opportunity to correct or serve um, you know, this person in in a different capacity than what I normally do. Right. And I, I believe that verbiage is everything. So number one, um, when, we, when we say that, it's important to kind of catch ourselves on what we're saying. You know, oh my gosh, I had to deal with this person today. Uh, and this is what I had to deal with. Uh, as opposed to saying, you know what? Somebody raised this objection and it made me think about X, Y, or Z. Um, and so... Just from the mindset, you are able to approach it a little bit different. And then I think when you're telling everybody else the story, because we do, right? We we have uh, uh, frustrations, but when we're conveying that story to somebody else, it's important for us to convey it in a way that, because, so for instance, if I were to, one of the reasons that we're having this conversation today is because this week uh, has been an interesting week. I, I've, I've had a couple of people fail their uh, black belt pretest going for second degree,
1: uh-huh.
0: uh, not happy, right? right. Uh, we have our leadership packets that were due in the second month of the quarter, which meant Monday was the last, uh, you know, time to do it, which was a- April 30th. And we had right. three people that didn't bring it in. And what does that mean? That means that, uh, well, you don't test in May right. and you got to do this whole belt cycle over, right? Um, which doesn't make anybody happy. Huh. And and uh, so you've got you, I had to sit down and listen to everybody and allow them to be able to state their case where they're coming from. And then I had to be able to creatively, um, you know, state my case and where I'm coming from and where this and where and what the studio stands for and, and, and why. Yeah. Um, but, you know, the thing is, we don't we do that. Every quarter, like in our business, we we have these uh, situations that come up over and over and over and over again. And after 20 years or for you, 26 years, 27, um, 27. All right. So, yeah, you know, it it, uh, it, there's there's a monotonous uh, attitude or there's a callousness uh, attitude that can develop. And, you know, unfortunately, I started to feel that way this week. Right. And I'm not normally like that. And so I, 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 this podcast is in as much as hopefully as informative to everybody else. It's me preaching to myself on how I need to look at the situations and, you know, be able to uh, come out with some win-wins for everybody. And lastly, I would say maybe setting up some guidelines so I don't have to do this as often, if that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And it does. And, and, you know, going back to last week's call, we talked about
1: processes of collection and, you know, do we take people to small claims court if they make money? Two, and weeks, they, ago. two, weeks, two weeks ago. ago. So ma- mainly we talk about, you know, setting of rules. And, and in my book, the martial art business one hundred and one book, there's one chapter in it that I say, set up rules for your company. And, um, I've set some some pretty stringent rules and and gotten used to sticking to those rules o- over the years so um just in regards to collections and people that are past due you know I have a certain way that I approach it and you know i'm not you know listen sometimes i'll make accommodations, but other times i'm just really kind of like I stick to it, and this is the, this is the way it is, and that's it right so I think that within our business, no matter what we still have to have that when it comes to situational complaints or people who don't do what they're supposed to do, um, in a certain time period that you allowed them to, um, and, uh, you know, that's where, you know, we have to stick to our guns or else really, it honestly isn't fair. Let's, how many people did you have that were in the group that did do their assignment and how many people didn't do it out of your group?
0: Yeah. So let's just take the pretest, right? Um, there was probably, I don't know, six people that were, te- uh, pretesting for, second or third degree, you know, cause they were mixed together and right. three of them. So half didn't know what they were supposed to know when they okay. were supposed to know it. So
1: playing devil's advocate though, and I'm always on your side. I want you to know that, but I mean like, so like, so if we say, okay, 50% of the people, then maybe, maybe we did something wrong. We didn't communicate the value. Maybe we didn't communicate enough. We didn't communicate how important it was. We didn't communicate that there would be consequences, et cetera, et cetera. Right. I mean, I would say like, for example, I, I started using this software um, called Mind me Mobile, And if anyone's interested, it's a text messaging software. Please get in touch with me. Um, I could get you a like a two week trial for free. Um, but, um, I started communicating via text message, right? So it it used to be, you know, Facebook website, um, emails, right? And, um, there would still be those people. If we were closed, people would show up on a special day and they're like, oh, I didn't read the email. I didn't go to Facebook. Right now I started this text messaging service where everyone has a cell phone and immediately they read their message and they, they know it. It literally took so much stress off of me and made people so much happier, um, because I'm finding a better avenue, a way to communicate, right? So um, sometimes we have to do that. It's very, very important that we have to understand that sometimes, you know, we're just a little blip on everyone's radar. Right? Amongst yeah. the 28,000 activities that they're doing, um, we're one of them. Even though that we want to be a priority and we treat ourselves as the ultimate priority because that's what we believe in, sometimes um, we're not a total priority for others. We're just another por- portion of their schedule. Right. So we, we have to figure out how do we communicate better and how do we really win in situations that maybe, um, you know, we're feeling like we're losing right now. Mm hmm. Right. Does that make it, sense?
0: It, it does. And I think communication is is the, our biggest problem. Um, now, I will say that, you know, they're going for second degree. They know how it works. I mean, they mm-hmm. know. that, And these are all three of them were kids. So, uh, you know, are young and young Adults, if you will. I mean, teenagers. Right. 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 But uh, so they they've already been through that process going to first degree. So they knew um, that if they don't pass those pretests. And by the way, this is the second pretest in this cycle. So uh, they already passed the first pretest and they they knew if they didn't pass the first pretest, they can't go to the second one. So it's not for lack of knowledge to them there is a lot of material on that second pretest because it has all of the self-defense that they learned from first degree, you know, going to second degree. Right. And there's a ton of it. Um, and there's very, you know, a lot of intricate detailed things, uh, with regards to it. So. Now let me ask you, you know, let me,
1: let me play devil's advocate and ask you one more question. So I'm just doing this to kind of try to create thought. Right. So, when we say they know, right? And I get it, dude. I'm with you a hundred percent. Like they should know, right? They've done it. They've been through it. They've experienced it. Um, I, And I don't want to say this in a negative way, but when I started to treat my stuff as almost if I had to idiot-proof it, like, and I don't mean to say that in a negative way. I mean, I, what other word could I use? You know, fail-safe it, right? So that no matter what, um, people wouldn't, miss screw up not understand um like literally you know keep explaining it and even when i teach a martial art technique right i teach it like three different ways from three different views in three different words and verbiage you know like you know how to say it so that the people get it because i find in this day and age people are so interested in filtering out what you say until it's the when they're ready to listen right
0: yeah so so
1: like i wonder like was it that They just didn't make it a priority, those three people. Was it that they didn't, they didn't remember how important it was? Or was it that they were just lackadaisical and they missed out? And that's the, that's the problem. Now they suffer the, you know, and I think as martial artists, though, as school owners, where many school owners, and I, I get frustrated going on some of these websites talking to like martial art industry people, but, um, we're always backing down from what we do. Like I had a big debate with people about being late in class, you know, oh, you know, high five them instead of being angry or don't tell them they're late. Just welcome them into the class. Thank God they're coming. But like, what are we teaching them if we're not saying you're late? You need to be on time. And if they continuously are late, they're going to get demerits. I mean, if you're late to school more than a few times, you get demerits, right? If you're a high school or a teenager, you get such attention.
0: Not much anymore.
1: No? Not in the high school my son goes to well, I'll tell you, my daughter, she um, she never oversleeps. And she just overslept one of her tests. She was late, 20 minutes late. The teacher's like, you're not taking it. And all year long, he says, if you sleep or you're late to the test, you're not taking it. Thank God she went back and sweet-talked him. And she's a model student. So he's like, I know you work hard. I'm sorry that you know this happened. And he's letting her do it on the back end. But at first, he's like, sorry, you you, you You snooze, you lose, basically, right? So he's yeah. hold, <coughs> holding to his uh, guns, right?
0: But, okay, so, but, uh, all right, but let's take the analogy, and I need this analogy, because with regards to the situation that happened this week on the leadership packets that were supposed to be turned in on time, you know, my instructors are doing what they're supposed to do, meaning that um, they're saying, well, I'm sorry, you didn't turn it in, Um, and then my, like, my head instructor, he, he wanted to clarify everything, and I said, I'll tell you what, have them meet with me after class, right? So there was three of them that I met with individually. Um, and and I use this analogy. I didn't use it with them, but I use it with him because I needed to justify isn't the right word. I needed him, meaning my head instructor, to understand why I did what I did. Right. So I sat down with those individuals individually and, and with their parents there, and I told them, you know, look, what when was it supposed to be turned in? Why wasn't it? Whose responsibility is it? I made sure that they understood that it was 100% their responsibility, no matter whose fault it was. And I made sure that the parents understood that it's still the kid's responsibility, even if it was their fault. Right? Right. Right. But I let them all turn it in. Mm -hmm. And I told them that this will never happen again, because if it does, you will not be allowed to test. You'll have to do whatever belt that is over again. And it's, it, it's kind of like the police officer, when you roll through the stop sign and you don't stop like you're supposed to, uh, that police officer can pull you over and give you a ticket. Or right. they can decide to, what, give you a warning. Right. And it's at their discretion to do that. Right. And even though it is situational or, you know, maybe some cops, some guy cops only do that with girls, but they don't do it with boys. Or whatever. Um it is situational. Hopefully it's done with integrity. Right. You know what I'm saying? But I can only control my end of, of the integrity part. And I know why I did what I did with those those students. Right. And I saw, I mean, they were they were breaking down. They were crying that yeah. they weren't gonna get to be able to test. And I don't think that it was fake tears. I honestly do not. And by the way, none of them up until this point have ever turned into packet late. Right. Um, so it's like, you know, this toss thing where do I show them a little grace and only give them a warning ticket or do I, you know, give them that ticket right now and say, Nope, the hammer's getting hit down the first time. I don't care. So it's, you, does, does that kind of make sense? No,
1: it totally does. And and I know you're in a catch-22. It's a dilemma for a few reasons. Number one, um, you know, you want to keep the student happy. After all, they are a client, right? And they are um, a paying client and they are in your school and we're lucky to have them as students. Um, however, the other side of the coin is that they're there to learn discipline and focus and self-esteem. And sometimes... Um, you know people get caught up and they fall behind and then you know hey listen there are consequences to pay if you show up like i was on this century site the, uh, the century website uh on facebook and uh, they were debating on lateness and i and i said that you know well when you're late to a job you know you get a demerit or you get warned and if you do it a few times you possibly would get fired and one lady goes, uh, she's a martial arts school owner. She said, uh, but in my job, we could show up late as much as we want and we never get yelled at. It's just part of our culture. And I go, well, that's not the culture that I want in my martial arts school, right? right? So it's really all about the culture that you're developing. But I get it. You want to be able to kind of help and work and not, you know, let people, um, you know, get frustrated and, you know, you don't want to be too hard on them. Um, because if you are, you know, you could push them so far that you'll push them right out the door. Right. So we have to, it's this fine balancing act being a martial art instructor, actually being any kind of instructor, but martial arts and more so because it's like my daughter, if she didn't practice her flute, um, she'd go back for the lesson. The guy would go, okay, you didn't practice. Okay. Let's just play flute together. Another 30 bucks. Right. We're paying. it didn't matter whether she progressed or didn't progress. Of course he would have loved it. But if she wasn't in.
0: yeah are you still there?
1: so did I just cut off yeah yeah just a little bit yeah, now I so see you. someone someone called me that's why um and uh yeah so it's on my phone and you know that's the person who knows that I'm on a call all the time at this time they still call all the time um gotcha. but anyway so so um so I yeah we're in this kind of Catch 22. And then there's an old statement I remember reading in the book by the Dalai Lama called The Art of Happiness. And he says, like, what is it going to matter to you in two months? That's the question we have to ask ourselves. If holding our ground and teaching that lesson two months later and that person's pissed and maybe they're going to quit and they, you know, they're mad at you now because they know they're mad at themselves, but they have to blame you because outwardly is the best way to blame, right? Pointing the finger out. But yeah. is it worth it for us to lose some students over it, right? Is it worth it to upset the apple cart? Or could there be another way that we could teach this lesson to get them to understand? And maybe just the threat alone and them getting scared and maybe crying and being upset that the possibility wasn't that they were going to test might be enough. It really all depends on your model, right? And it's a hard one. I, I don't really have a, you know I could be the clinical cut, the doctor that cuts it out. Or I could be like, hey, you know, maybe we should work with them. Like I have a kid who's supposed, to, an adult actually, he's supposed to be, have paid for his black belt test months ago. He, I told him this a few times. He still hasn't paid for it. So um, I'm about ready to send out a text message to his dad. And they're both, you know, the dad's in his 50s, the kid's in his 20s. And I'm about to say, if I don't have it by the end of the weekend, he's not testing. You know, because I've asked numerous times, I'm giving him space. Normally it's paid for before we set the test date and he's been dragging right. it along. So I have to, I have to set precedence. So
0: what do yeah. we do? Yeah. And you can only give, 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 give so much. Right. Um, yeah. So that's the, that's the dilemma. And I don't think what I did was wrong. Mm-hmm. I think if this was their second time and I did it. Right. It would have been wrong. Right. You know, if I would have said to them, you know, hey, cross this line, you die. yeah, And then yeah. They, they cross it a second time and they don't die. You know, yeah. then that's a, that's a that's a that's an integrity problem for I don't mean literally die. So nobody right, call right. anybody. I mean, yeah. but, you know, um, I was going to use the red line thing. But right. uh, <laughs> anyways, yeah. um, you know, if, if, if there's an integrity issue, if I don't follow up the next time and give them what I told them that I would give them. On, right. that, on that, on that, uh, first opportunity or that, uh, what, what does the, um, uh, Oh, the warning ticket, you know, basically, right. if, you know, whatever the conversation was. And so I, I do have to come up with some way to track that though. So I think what I'm going to do is we have physical time cards. I think that I'm going to write that on their physical time card that we had that discussion, um, so that they, you know, we would have to be able to, uh, um, understand or so just to be able to track it if that makes sense
1: yeah it definitely makes sense and tracking is everything but tracking is only good if if we're there are you know lessons learned from it right like you know when an employee shows up late we track it and and then we say hey listen you were late here and there i know i know my fiance nicole she um she uh her job is like probably one of the most stringent jobs I've ever seen in regards to lateness or taking days off or um you know uh you know not not being there for on certain days that are above and beyond their allowed scheduled uh, time off and vacation days. I mean they even go as far as taking it out of their um their, uh, bonus at the end of school year, at the end of the year. So, hmm. I mean, it, it creates a culture where everyone's like, Oh my God, we're not going to abuse this system. We're not going to take advantage. And I know Nicole, as she's a rule, um, a rule person, you know, she abides by the rules and she will, uh, but she's like, no, no, I can't take extra days off because not only will she not get paid for the day off above and beyond, but it'll also come out of her bonus.
0: Yeah, yeah. So they,
1: they make it painful to, to do those things, right? So so we wonder, like, why is it why is it always different in corporate America? Why is it different in colleges so much? Why is it different in your jobs? Why are we different in the martial arts? Why are we so – we're supposed to be one of the strongest and hardest disciplines, yet we're very lenient in so many regards. Oh, you didn't bring your belt today? It's okay, buddy. High five. Get in there. Like, come on now. You're going to But see, to karate, I don't do that. I don't do that. I mean, I, I,
0: have, I have a system set up for that. But I also have a system set up for, like, specifically the, the uh, um, uh, leadership right. reports that are supposed right. to be turned in. But now that I'm thinking of it, right, now that I'm thinking of it, um, you know, with their belts or their uniform tops or, or, or even their sparring gear weapons, whatever, if they don't bring that into class, we write that down on a sheet. And that is written down on that sheet. And you get uh, in that uh, in that time frame, you get a total of three strikes. The fourth one, you're out, meaning that you don't get to test that quarter. Right. But there's there's at least like, a, hey, I told you, hey, I told you, maybe that's the same thing with uh, leadership. Maybe leadership, there's only one strike. Like well, now, you, let me. if you don't me, turn in your uh, leadership paper on time, you get one well, strike. Let me, ask,
1: let me ask you this. So do you
0: go ahead? I'm sorry. No, I was going to say the one strike, and then I write it down, and then if you if you forget it a second time, like you don't turn in in on time a second time in, in that next quarter or when, whenever, it doesn't matter. Could be three years from now, uh, then you 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 have to do that that specific belt all over again. Right. So now, but do you charge for leadership team? Yeah, there's extra. Yeah, it's an extra cost again. Right. So
1: so this is where the fear comes up from school owners, right? Where they're like. Um, You know, I don't want to play, play hardball with them and say, listen, if you don't do it, you know, you didn't do your lesson plan, you're out because now I lose X amount of dollars over the course of the year, or I demotivate the student because I kick them out and I create bad blood and then they'll eventually get demotivated and quit the school because they're, you know, they can't separate the two programs. And so you always, there's always that side of the business where we kowtow and, um, and kind of almost like, you know, uh, we give into so many different things because we don't want to upset the person because we're, you know, we're trying to make sure that we appeal to them and appease them in some way. So that's where certain times, hey, listen, um, my old teacher, she O oh, Osensei Vasquez, he basically was like, his rules, he didn't care. He was just like, you don't want to listen to my rules. And a mom gave him a hard time, kick him out. He, I remember being there once where a mom said to him, uh, you know, she would always constantly pick her kid up late, not like 10 minutes, but like 40 minutes late, sometimes an hour late. Finally, he got fed up and he wrote down a list of all the times with a bill and he totaled it up by $10 an hour. She owed him like $300. He says, here's your bill. She's like, for what? He goes for babysitting. She's like, I don't pay, baby. She goes, you left him with me for all these hours, and I watched him, and it's ten dollars an hour, and that's what I'm getting paid. And she's like, no. And he's like, well, then don't come back to my school. And he kicked her out, and he didn't care because he stuck to his rules. And, and yeah. I I kind of you know like envy a person like that too, but at the same time I understand there's there's a happy median in between, right?
0: Yeah, I think so. I think so. So let's go over um, just some some items on how to approach these situations with individuals. Okay. Okay. Um, This quote uh, says, uh, "Every good conversation starts with good listening." Okay. All right. So I think number one is we we, we need to number we need to um, you know keep our composure and listen. and, and and really listen. So, for instance, I actually, like on Wednesday, one of those black belt moms, uh-huh. I, I sat there for 45 minutes and listened. Right. Now, truth be told, uh, did I have other things that I needed to get done at that time? Certainly. Right. right. But, you know, she was the most important person at that time, um, even though I had the, the 12 other things in the back of my head. Right. So... And no matter what she said, I needed to make sure that I stay calmed, you know, that I was calm and that I I, I would listen. The next thing is we need to, whether we agree with them or not, we need to try to put ourselves um, in their place, right? We need to kind of wear their shoes, uh-huh. if that makes sense. Yeah. Um, and then um, the I would say like the next step to that is, Make sure that you you demonstrate all of your, you know, demonstrate the, uh, patience throughout right. the whole thing. Right. That, you know, that you are going to make things right. Right may not necessarily be uh, what they agree with, but uh, you will make things right. Um, so you need to demonstrate your, your, your patience in that way. Okay. Number four is uh, communicate. Um, what you're hearing them say and, you know, in doing that, identifying what the issue is um, to make sure that there's no, you know, no way that you missed what they're saying. Whether you agree with it or not, you need to restate back to them what they said to you in a way that they can go, yep, that's exactly what I mean. Or no, this is what I mean. So there, you can get, get some clarity. Does that make sense? Yeah, Definitely. Um, and then the next one is you need to try to make them some sort of offer or some sort of opportunity, um, that could potentially be a win-win, right? It may not always be, um, but it could potentially be a win-win. So I'll give you a, for instance, on one, uh, I, I met with this, uh, mom whose, whose kid did not pass their, um, red belt test. Uh So they're brown with white going to red, didn't pass it, didn't know their material. She was livid. In fact, when we sat down, she said to me, she goes, uh, um, you know, that she, how could she earn her stripes, but then not be able to do it on the test. And I said, I don't know how she was able to earn her stripes and then not do it on the test. Yeah. You know, she didn't practice until then, or just thought that she knew it or she froze on the test and couldn't perform it. But either way, on the testing time, she wasn't able to do it. Well, she said to me, she goes, uh, uh, you know, well, you know, if she doesn't get her belt, because she was talking about the money, she goes, I'm not going to pay for the next three months, you know, for her to do it all over again. Uh, And I said, well, if she were in college and you she did a whole semester and didn't pass in order to get that grade, you would have to pay to do it again. It's not like you just get to do it again. Right. Um, And she says, well, then we'll, we'll just, we'll just uh, quit and go somewhere else. And I, and and I told her, I said, you know, I don't, I don't take threats lightly. And she goes, I'm not threatening, threatening you. I said, yeah, yes you are. Because you didn't like what I was saying. And so therefore you're going to say, well, I'll just take the money away from you. I mean, I said, so let me, let me first tell you your daughter, not passing. And me holding her back has nothing and, – and, and then, you know, you paying the next three months. Listen, this has nothing to do with money. It has the fact to do with your daughter needs to understand that she needs to know her material when she's supposed to know it. Right. And when I say I don't take threats lightly, lightly, you're, it's America. You can leave. Yeah. Yeah. I said, so you're more than welcome to leave. I said, but if I remember correctly, I remember specifically sitting down with you during the introductory process – And this thing, this thing, and this thing, you needed help with with your daughter. And in fact, you had already checked out other schools before you came to us and decided that we were the only school or at least the best school that was going to give those things to your daughter. I said, so you're more than welcome to leave. But I don't know that that's changed in our area that you're going to get what you are looking for. Yeah. And I said, and I want you to understand, and this has to go with make them an offer that they can't refuse. I said, to prove to you it ain't about the money, I said, I'm not going to charge you the next three months. Right. She will work towards her red belt, but I won't charge you. I said, but I will. I, I want you to understand that if this happens again, I will charge you for her to take her belt over. Yeah. So that's where number five comes in, you know, to make, you know, try to make them some sort of offer, some sort of proposal that they almost can't refuse. That doesn't always happen but if, if you can do that, then you want to do that.
1: Yeah. If I may add, uh, you know, for me, I think educate, of course, my first and foremost is education, right? So yeah. And and I say we have, have to educate the client, right? So for example, um, let's say we buy a piece of electronics because we want to use it to do a function, right? And, And then there's like 75 functions, but we're only using three of them because that's what we actually bought it for. Or like a software package where people buy a software for, let's say, even to run a martial arts school. And they're using the four vital functions, but they're not using the other 50 of them. They're missing out on so much opportunity, right? So they're like, the value is okay, well, I'm paying $190 for. Um, these four functions. But when in reality, if they use the other 50 functions, they'd be like, oh my God, this is only $190, right? So like when some people, I think we have to shift the mindset that it's not about, you're not paying for lessons to be able to be promoted. Like in other words, um, we could we could blame a college for not passing our child, even if they, let's say my daughter, she works super, super hard at her school. She's studying all the time till two or three in the morning and she's still struggling with certain, certain, uh, you know, classes. Um, but at the same time, you know, some of the teachers she says are really not the greatest teachers in the world, but we don't blame the teachers or the college. We blame the, um, we blame the, uh, you know, her because bottom line is she has to, has to do it, right? It's her job to be able to study and practice and, and go behind the scenes or ask for a private lesson to prepare to pass the test. So for that parent to say to you, well, then I'm not paying for the next two or three months because I paid for her to pass the test. No, she didn't. There's so many other things that she's getting out of the martial arts that it's not just about passing that test, right? In your school, physical fitness, stress relief, fun, excitement. Like what? Where, didn't she have all that stuff for the last four months? Of course she did. Isn't she gonna have it for the next four months? Of course she is. It just so happens that she didn't pass her test. And I think that people think that because we live in this Western society that they equate passing the test with ability. They equate passing the test with with um, receiving the benefits of the, of the program, right? And uh, reality is there's so much more. Failing the test is just as good a lesson as passing the test, in my opinion. But we have to educate parents on that, right? We have to educate parents on when their kid doesn't come prepared to class and we get on their backs. That it's a valuable lesson versus a... Uh, us just being chop busters. Like, you know, like one parent said, oh, you, you only want them to wear shirts so that you can sell more shirts. I, or, or, or I want them to wear shirts because everyone wears their uniform and we all look good in the same uniform and it teaches us discipline. However, everyone can elect to see it from their own point of view. Right. Sometimes sometimes you know that certain people, you just might as well go, you know what, then, then get the hell out of here. How do you like that? And I've done that numerous times. You know, yeah. where if you, if my model, my mindset, my rules and regulations don't meet with yours, then um, maybe we're not the right fit for each other, too. So I just wanted to put that out there. But education is the key. Now, that's a big question. How do we educate people when not half of our population aren't really truly 100 percent listening?
0: Right. And I like what you said, that they're not paying for a new belt. I mean, they're, they're, they're paying for the next lesson. And, yeah. and, the, and that lesson could equal a self-defense thing it could equal of course overcoming failure it could equal you know uh, physical fitness routine i mean yeah
1: let me ask you a question in your contract have you ever guaranteed people would get a belt yeah. At any any period of time, do we even discuss that in the, in the enrollment I process? Love that I love. You know, that. Like, do, do do we even sit down? Like, we sign someone up. And go, Dwayne, you're going to sign up your son. I'm really excited to have him in the program. And by the way, I guarantee you, within four months there'll be a white belt. Within eight months there'll be a yellow belt, and they're going to get this and that. No, we never ever discuss any of that stuff ever. I would almost say that unless a martial arts school is selling a package, like two black belt in three years. Um that most martial arts schools are selling the lessons, they're selling the experience, they're selling the classes, they're that they're saying you're gonna be able to come and train at my martial arts school. You're not coming to get a belt. The belts are the side benefits of the program, right? So I never guaranteed you that Johnny or Cindy or whoever would get their belt within three months. I never guaranteed that. Whatever. And by the way, I had—I have a little girl. She's unbelievable. She's so, so good. Um, she's only like seven. And she was so angry because there's another boy in the class that got a promotion ahead of her. And she's angry. And um, she's angry because she's better than this kid. And she's like, well, why didn't I get my belt? And I'm like, because you didn't put in the time. Yeah, but I'm better. But you have to wait the time. And she, as a seven-year-old, is like, okay, then I'll wait the time. Like she wasn't like, "Well, I'm going to talk to mom and we're going to go to a different school and if I don't get my belt." Like she literally will come up to me at the end of the class and say to me, "Thank you for teaching me." And and like she waits to the very end. She's the last person. "Thank you for teaching me." And she said to me the other day, "I appreciate you, Shion." And I'm like, "I, you know, you know, of course that's coming from the parents, but sure. this is a 7-year-old." But these are the lessons and I, and I talked to the parents, let me know, um, they let me know that she was upset, but she they, you know, we all agree that this is something for her to learn. This right. is her special lesson. So I never guaranteed that you could have a yellow belt in X amount of time. So if you want to quit because you didn't get your belt, my teacher would have said, oh, you want your belt? Now you're not going to get your belt. How's that sound? Yeah. And they'd be like, what do you mean? Well, now you're going to wait six extra months because I'm not giving you the belt. Or you could quit. It's up to you. You know? So, I mean, it's really how we handle things, isn't it? And I think sometimes we're so, I I don't know, so so easy on – giving people what they want and trying to appease them and please them and, and educate them on why they can't be spoiled little children in a candy store. Right. Does that make sense?
0: Makes perfect sense.
1: Yeah. Right. And and that, you know, we have to understand like, you know, Hey, listen, if you go to a bagel store and you want a bagel and you, you, that's okay. But if you go to a bagel store and you say, I would like a steak dinner, they're going to say, we don't do steak dinners here. Right. Yeah. But I want one. Well, you're not in the right place, dude. Get the hell out. Right. Like, you know, so why are we so, so worried all the time about always making sure that we do what the person wants rather than doing
0: what we want? I yeah, just I... I, I, I like that. You know, I in my contract, I don't guarantee a belt. I, I just... Yeah.
1: When did we ever in any conversation ever? I don't know if I've been doing this for 27 years that I say, if you train hard, I guarantee you this. No, we've never. Belts are the privilege. They're the honor. They're bestowed on people because of the their practice. Right. Um They're they're a gift from the teacher to the student. And I'm getting on my tirade and, and ranting a little bit. But um, But this is what it's all about. Let me show you something. I'm going to just stand up and grab this real quick. I have my dog in my lap, but I want to grab something and show you. Okay. Um, I'm going to just reach over here without knocking my phone over, I hope. (laughs) Ah, And I knock my phone over. (laughs) 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 All right. So let me get it all set back up again. Um, I tried. And and you know, it's funny. It's like don't hit your arm when your arm hurts and you always hit your arm. Right. Right. All right. Let me put my headset back in. What a mess that was. Okay, I'm back. Let's see if it's back on. I'm yep. looking at my Facebook to make sure I got the right angle so you can see my guitars because I'm a rock star, you know, all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> so check this out. This was my, my purple belt. My purple belt is worn out like black belts. I mean, my stripes are literally like worn out. That's how long I had this purple belt. For four years, I was a purple belt, my teacher. Not once did I ever say, hey, when can I get my black belt or my, my brown belt, right? And then finally he said to me, why don't you ask me for your belt? Like, I mean, even like the stripes are falling apart. I save this because I have it hanging on my wall and I sometimes do little speeches to my students on this. And I'm going like, this is, there was no guarantee. And my teacher said, why don't you ask me? And I said to my teacher, I said, you know what? I really don't, I didn't care about the belt because I was there to train right and that's where i think we have to get away in the industry from the, from the search for the belt and shift that mindset the paradigm shift the paradigm should be um mm-hmm. should be about the search for the knowledge and the ability the belt is just a marker in time and if we do that i think that very ma- many many people will be much more inclined to just train and a lot of our frustrations would go away because because everyone's like, "Hey, listen, I, I didn't get my belt in time. I want to quit. I got frustrated. I didn't get my belt. I didn't do this. I didn't get promoted. He got promoted." And we go through this whole entire cycle. And if we could get rid of that, how many more people would just train and stay happy because they'd get rid of that frustration? Does that does that make sense?
0: Yeah. Are you pr- are you uh, are you proponent of getting rid of belts? Is that what you're saying? No, no,
1: not at all. I I love
0: belts, but
1: I don't think that they're they're um demanded and they're I not the focus
0: they're,
1: yeah they're not the focus so it's almost like you know I, you and i are going to go in into the military and go into a war zone are we do we want to learn and get a stripe and then learn and get another stripe and then not really know our material and then they go okay you, hey listen you're a you're a brown belt you could ki- you could go out and defend yourself and we're like no not really we, we've never really done this for real and they're like no no you got your brown belt dude you go out into the war zone right like, so is it real or not real? Like, that's the big question always. Right. And I wonder, like, why people, they forget because we've commercialized the martial arts. We've commercialized the progression. We've commercialized what belts mean. Um, hey, look, you and I talked, like, months ago about this company that sells black belts that are weathered. From, you know, 25% mastery, the belts are worn down, 50% mastery worn even more, 75% mastery even, you know, like when you get those black belts that are frayed and like our, like my belt after 30 years, well, you can buy them at, in percentages of mastery. Like, you know, hey, I'm going to order the 100% mastery and look like I've been doing this forever. Meanwhile, I got my black belt yesterday. Right. Right. So again, we have to ask ourselves, like,
0: what do we do? So I mean, it's like the, fr- it's like, it's like, uh, the jeans that are worn out that you can yeah. buy. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Right, right.
1: Right. So so again, in your regard, we're not guaranteeing a belt. We're not guaranteeing progression. We're not guaranteeing anything. In fact, my friend... Um, Anthony Arango from the Arango Martial Arts uh, Institute in Massapequa, New York. When, when people get to black belt in his school, there are no dons, no levels, nothing above. It's just black belt. And, and, and I would say most people would quit, right? You'd think like they don't have a, something to look forward to. They don't have a new kata, a new weapon form, a new this. No, he has guys that have been with him for 30 years that are literally, mm. they just train and they're phenomenal. They're all great fighters, they're all in great shape. They're all really good technicians and kata people. So um, he took that, that out of the equation. And now why do they come to the dojo? To train. And like, what are you there for? We're training. You know, that's their motto. Like, we're training. That's why we're here. We're training. We're getting better. We're physical. Well, like, no, I'm working. Like, I have parents all the time. Um, when, is he, when is so-and-so going to get his technique for his new belt? Like, well, when they're ready. Well, he's been waiting for it. He needs his new techniques. Like, who? What, but what about the other stuff? Like, how to walk and chew gum at the same time? That you got to work on. You know that kind of stuff. If yeah. it makes sense. If but I think com- communication is the key. You know. So back when, remember? And I'm sorry to dominate this conversation, but um, back when I uh, when I started, the, we started talking in the beginning. I said, you know, a year and a half ago, I was in kind of like a little bit darker of a place, and now I'm in this place where. I love going to my dojo and I'm so excited. And the few, I had a group of people that were negative and they're all gone and now everyone's positive and I'm like rejuvenated when it comes to being at my school. I, I love it now. And, and I find that this compassion that I have, because I'm not frustrated, right? Because mm-hmm. you know, when you show up to your school and there's some people there that you just can't stand because they're giving you a hard time all the time, right? right? Um, You don't want to be there anymore. And it's almost like you always say to me, it's your happy place, right? And it's your place. So if you have this going on, you show up to your happy place and you're miserable. Right. right? So, so now that these people are all gone, I'm super happy. And the compassion and the love that I'm feeling spill, spills over to the new people. And they're so happy, so, so willing to listen, so much more um, you know, open to suggestion and to the lessons. Right. So that's just another little tidbit of, of, of thoughts.
0: Well, I appreciate the time, and uh, I was kind of going over this. I wanted to you know talk about it, but then also have some some clarity and some uh, and to be positive so I appreciate yeah. that
1: yeah and you're a, you're one of the most positive instructors i know and but I love your rules, and you have in your school the rules and regulations. I just think sometimes we all have rules, and we don't stick by them, right? We're always making accommodations, and that's the that's the question: Do we hard nose it or do we give in? I think everything is a case by case basis, isn't it? It's every individual like you. I go Dwayne, you know, mm-hmm. you let's pretend you work for me and you showed up late once in like the last 5 years. I'm not going to be like one more time and you're fired. I'd be insane because you're the best employee ever, right? You know, or like a student. They show up without their uniform because it's in their dad's car and the dad went to work and I'm not going to be like, "Well, then don't come to class" cuz it's the first time ever. It's all the repeat offenders, the ones that don't show, that don't care, and they give us an indication like that they just don't give a crap. Then, then right. we then we don't treat them um, differently. We just don't treat them.
0: Yeah.
1: Right? You know what yeah. I mean? We just kind of let agree. them do their thing and go, okay, if you want to be this kind of person, it's your choice, bud.
0: Makes sense. Makes perfect sense. Awesome. So
1: any last closing statements you have Or
0: No, not really. I just think um, maybe just to quickly recap, when you have angry, frustrated, or even upset clients, um, you know, approach them with sincerity, listen well, uh, all those points that I made over, uh, you know, already those five or six points. But uh, um, I would say lastly, with regards to what you said in the communication Look at the whole situation and see if there is something that you can put in place that does communicate um, something to individuals so that you could either minimize or even take away that opportunity from even happening again.
1: Right. Yeah. Again, we go back to communication, right? And education. And I think that's the highlight. I think every time we have two opportunities, whenever a problem arises, number one, speak and explain our situation and then come to some sort of a conclusion or agreement, right? That's one, you know, and then the second one is decide whether that person is never going to fit the mold, right? Like sometimes no matter how much you go to counseling, couples don't work out. They're just total opposite people. They're just not meant to be together, Right. And, you know, sometimes, you know, that's just our, our business is filled with relationships. Sometimes, you know, that person, I mean, I had a person once quit my school and they told me the reason why they said, you're way too positive for me. And I'm like, they said, I've said this in the past. They go, you remind me of either Tony Robbins and they will go, you know, that motivational, crazy guy. And then, and, and Hitler. And I'm like, what? Like Tony Robbins and Hitler? It's like saying, you know, you remind me of the devil and, and Jesus at the same time. Like it just doesn't make sense. <laughs> but, but, but to them, to them, they were like, oh my God, this is because I was so motivational. They thought Tony Robbins was a motivational brainwasher, and so was Hitler. They were in their eyes, both of those people were doing bad things. Mm. So with some people like that, you just can't, you can't work with them, right? There's nothing you could do. You got to put your hands up and say, I think it's time for us to part ways.
0: Right, That's just yeah. another
1: thing. But anyway, so that's really, that's, I, I love the call. I thought it was awesome. So thanks for the opportunity.
0: I'm surprised. You, yeah, my pleasure. Thanks for your input. I'm surprised you didn't say, uh, well, you know, look, I think you'll be happier if you quit.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well, true though, right? Sometimes you would be, right? Some people would be happier. Yeah. Like, you know, it, I've had people that were miserable every day. I'm going, why? You don't go to a restaurant and the service and the food's terrible and keep complaining day after day after day. You should stop going. would make your life so much better, right? Absolutely. Like, like, so just move on. Let's move on. Let's be happy together. Except you're happy in someplace else, and I'm happy where I'm at, in my happy house.
0: right? Right. All right. Well, thank you, sir. All right, dude,
1: you have an awesome day. Thanks to the listeners for listening. And on the downloads, right, don't forget, they could go to iTunes and get this on a podcast. So if they want to listen on their phones, I, I, I don't know if I told you this, but I met a woman at a kickboxing match. She's a, a wife of a school owner. And she said to me, she goes, I listen to all your podcasts. She said, I just discovered it. And every day when I clean, I put my headphones in and I'm listening to yours and Dwayne's podcast. They're amazing. And when she was talking to me, I, and I was talking to her, her daughter goes, I, I know that voice. Her daughter gets forced to <laughs> To listen to us as well right so gotcha um so yeah we're there's a lot of really great things that we're doing so thanks for sharing your knowledge and everything with everybody and i hope the listeners are having a good time
0: i think they are i mean i am so even if nobody else is I, yeah I, you know, I, I i play for an audience of one so exactly <laughs> awesome dude all right have a great day all right you too bye